the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now, here's your host, Rody Fisher. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. My name is Rody Fisher, and I'm your host. Let's pray, Sean. We've got to pray today. Okay, here we go. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity for us to get together and share your word. Lord, we pray that you would get our hearts and our mind in the right spot. Let's forget about the burdens and the troubles that we have. We'll just leave those behind. Lord, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So we just shove our burdens from our shoulders onto yours. Lord, I pray for those that are listening, Lord, that um, you would give them ears to hear and a heart and, and a heart that's softened, and also, Lord, eyes to see. Lord, be with us today as things have just gotten really mixed up, but we're okay with that. We're going to go with the flow. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, we have had a really big morning, Sean. Bigger than I had hoped for. Yeah, me too. I know. I'm sorry. So <laughs> we part. had a special guest um, that was uh, first going to come into our office. And then we thought, no problem. She has to be isolated. She traveled, you know, with travel and all. Now when you, you have to self-quarantine. And so we thought, no problem. We'll just, you know, connect the two studios here and go live with her from where she is. And that isn't the way it's happening. So it's going to be just Rody this morning, and we will reschedule Amani. And I know that I posted that this morning, uh, knowing that Amani was going to be our special guest today. But we're going to reschedule her for another day. And um, I love hearing her testimony, and I and I know that I put that on Facebook so that now you'll be waiting with anticipation to hear her testimony and all that God is doing with her and through her. So we are in, I'm going to read from Psalm 47, um, and we're just going to start there. So, Father, we pray for understanding of your word. And it says here in Psalm 47, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph, for the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. 
he shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved, Selah. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong unto him. He is greatly exalted. Wow. Thank you for your word, Lord, in um, in Psalms. I know that I've been reading a psalm, and um, I know that I've skipped around a little bit. But really today, um, since Amani and I can't connect, and we'll, we'll have to do it later, I thought, I'm thinking maybe God would want me to read out of Second Chronicles 7. I, I was reading in there earlier this morning, and so I'm going to go for it. But God is so good. He'll give me the words to speak. So we know um, in Second Chronicles, a lot of people are reading that right now, especially because um, of Second Chronicles 7.14, where it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. And with all the commotion that's happening, especially with the election, um, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of things that are splitting this nation, and it's not just the election. Um, you know, we have Black Lives Matter, which I believe Black lives do matter. I believe all lives matter, but there's there's separation, you know, and infighting within our nation there. There's this COVID thing that's looming over our heads. Um, it started um, really coming to the headlines early in the year. Um, I know that Mark and I were in Japan in in January, and while we were there, that that um, that boat from China, that luxury liner from China, was there in the docks. And everybody was quarantined there. And so when we came back from Japan in January, you know, it began to be the talk of the nation, COVID, February. Then March, the whole nation shuts down. And we've been shut down for a long time. And then, and then they open up and then they shut down again. Do we have a vaccine? Don't we have a vaccine? And a lot of people are talking about COVID, and that's dividing the country, too. There are people that want everything shut down as tight as can be, no restaurants open, only the essential things like grocery stores and gas stations and hospitals and things like that, and everything else shut down. Um, and there's there's... Other people on the other side saying, no, the people that are sick, stay in your houses, 
we that are healthy, let us go out and do whatever we want. And I know that that also is a huge, there's a huge chasm between the two fronts. And so there's a lot of divisions that are happening up um, throughout this nation. And we can talk about that a lot. But the fact of the matter is this scripture right here where it says, if my people, which are called by my name, and we're not talking about all people. God here is talking about his people. Who is his people? Well, he's here. He's talking about the followers of God, Yahweh, those that are truly following him. And I believe now that we have been grafted in as Christians through the blood of Jesus Christ and accepting Jesus as our Savior, we are considered those people. So if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven. Now, I and heal their land, or forgive their sins and heal their land. But I want to start from from, um, the beginning of the chapter. And very quickly, Solomon built this temple so that they could worship God in. And I think one of my guests, one of my Jewish guests, was trying to tell us the difference between um, the temple and a synagogue which we have today, the Jews actually worship in synagogues. But the temple was where the Jewish people first worshipped, well, they worshipped God in the desert. They put that temple up like a tent right in the middle of the desert. And for 40 years, they worshipped there in the desert, in the tent. There was a place that they could sacrifice their animals, and then there was a place in the, where they would go in and worship the Lord. And way in the Holy of Holies, um, where they had, um, you know, several things in that, that box or that Ark of the Covenant that they made to God's specifications— with the cherubims and their their wings overlapping um, on the seat of the of of the Ark of the Covenant, well, inside was those precious things that God had told them to put in, like the rod that Moses held uh, over the red the Red Sea, or um, you know, so that they could cross over. Um, onto dry land. And so in the Holy of Holies is where the priests would go. And that's where God would give them instructions. The priests would hear from God. So now, after I said all that, this is Solomon. He's built that temple for the people to worship, you know, Yahweh in. So we're going to start. And now they're dedicating Solomon is dead. Solomon's the king. He's dedicating this temple to the Lord. And so we'll, we'll start in Second Chronicles 7, 
verse 1. Sean, I kind of feel like I'm tricking the people after after writing that on Facebook that Amani, who's such a special guest, was going to be here. I promise you she's going to be here. Now now it's just me. (laughs) But here I go. Anyhow, um, it says, Lord, give us understanding of your word. Now, when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices that the glory of the Lord filled the house. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, it says here, when Solomon had made an end of praying, so here he stops praying, and all of a sudden... (laughs) The fire came down from heaven. It doesn't say that they had some kind of electrical thing that started. They've got a pilot light under this huge mountain of sacrifices here. It says here that the fire came down from heaven. So if that's what it says, that's what it means. The fire came down and consumed this burnt offerings and sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord Filled the house. Filled what house? This temple, God's house. They're dedicating this temple to the Lord. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the house. So can you imagine how the glory of the Lord is so filled, this house, that no one could get in there? And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground onto the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And, you know, that phrase, his mercy endureth forever, you will see all over Psalm. I mean, that seemed to be the psalm, I mean, the phrase that that David used all the time. He experienced God's mercy. It endured forever, he said. And, and the people are saying this now, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. You know, the Lord says, um, his mercies are new every morning. You know, you can cry all night long. Your tears are all over your pillow. But when you wake up, his mercies are new every morning. Well, they're saying his mercies endure forever here. And it does. God's mercy will endure forever. And we depend on his mercy and grace. Then the king And all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. And the king Solomon offered a sacrifice. Now get this. (laughs) I can hardly read the numbers, but here it is. It says, And King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 20 and 2,000 oxen. 20 and 2,000 oxen and a hundred and twenty thousand sheep 
so the king and all the people dedicated the house of the Lord, of uh, the the house of God. Now, I don't know where you put that many animals. So you have twenty and two thousand oxen, and a hundred and twenty thousand sheep. I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking that is a lot. That's a lot of sacrifice. But they did. They they gave all of that to the Lord. They slaughtered them. They're they're there, and the priests waited on their on their offices, and the Levites also with their instruments of musik of the Lord, which David the king had made to praise the Lord. It's some sort of an instrument that that David might have played too. He made that to sing praise to the Lord, and those psalms were all sung. Um, in those days, and just singing to the Lord. So the priests waited in their offices, and the Levites also with their instruments of musik of the Lord, which which David the king had made to praise the Lord, because his mercy endureth forever. When David praised by their ministry, and the priests sounded the trumpets before them, and all Israel stood. Moreover, Solomon hallowed the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord, for there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings because of because the brazen off altar which Solomon had made was not available to receive burnt offerings and the meat of the offerings and the fat. Also at the same time, Solomon kept the feast seven days and all Israel with him, a great, a very great congregation from the entering of Hamath unto the river of Egypt. So all these people were, were feasting and honoring the Lord all at the same time that Solomon kept the, the feast seven days. And on the eighth day, they made a solemn assembly, for they kept the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. And on the th- on the three and twentieth day of the seventh month, yeah, that's not the way we actually speak today, but it, a little confusing, but that's King James for you. On the three and twentieth day of the seventh month, he sent the people away into their tents glad and merry in heart for the goodness that the Lord had shown unto David and to Solomon and to Israel, his people. And so verse 11, it says here, thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and all came unto Solomon's heart to make, I'm sorry, Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house, he uh, prosperously affected. Now, we all know that Solomon was a very, very rich man and the wisest man ever. It says in the Bible that he was the smartest man that ever lived. Um, but he had a lot of, you know, he was worth a lot of money. Um, so he really prospered. 
the and the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of of sacrifice. So God is telling Solomon. Um, it says here he appeared to Solomon at night. Gosh, I love that. To think that you know, that God visited him right there. And he says to him, I have chosen this place for myself, a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there is no rain, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send the pestilence among all my people, if my people... And, you know, I'm thinking about this as I'm reading. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locust to devour the land, and in some places that's happening now, or I send pestilence among my people. Well, I don't know what can be more pestilence around here than COVID throughout the whole nation and the whole world. But it says here, again, I'm going to read it. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. So we are praying that even today. We need that, especially for today that God would heal this land and other nations' lands and get rid of this pestilence. But before that can happen, he wants us on our knees. He wants, he's not talking about if the heathen will get on their knees or if the people that don't believe in me will get on their knees or the people that are worshiping idols will get on their knees. He doesn't want that. He wants us. If my people, if you called Yahweh your God, if you called Jesus the man that the the God and the man that you're following, Jesus was all man and all God. We don't worship three gods, we worship one God in three three different beings. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, if you are calling him your God, then this is he want this is what he wants us to do. He wants us to humble ourselves and pray and seek my face. Now you know, um, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day. And, you know, how long does he want us to pray? If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, you know, um, and pray, how long? Well, I remember um, we used to have this prayer meeting, like overnight prayer meeting. You could sign up for as many hours as you wanted to like right over New Year's. 
So you could pray for an hour and you'd go to the church and you'd either pray for an hour or two hours or some people would stay there for three hours and some people would stay there for 12 hours. Well, I've been involved in some of those prayer meetings where you're there for 12 hours. Um, and, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I belong to this prayer meeting that we meet once a week. Some of us can hardly get through that two hours of praying in that prayer meeting. But how long is this that God wants us to pray? Um, is it one hour? Is it five minutes? You know, he says in his word to pray without ceasing. It, it's that attitude of prayer that we constantly have to be in. But somewhere along the line, I think it means that we need to get on our knees, humble ourselves, put our face in the pillow or on the floor or whatever you do, and seek God with your whole heart. Seek my face, it says, and turn from our wicked ways. I know some of us think, well, I don't have anything that I'm doing wrong. What is the wicked ways part? I don't know, Sean. You know, my worst, my worst thing is driving. driving. I want to tell everyone what to do. I mean, I have other things too. That's not all of it. But, I mean, I want to boss everyone in front of me and behind me. And everybody drives wrong except... I think I'm the only one that drives right. You know, what really irritates me nowadays is everyone behind me wants to go a thousand miles per hour. I know. doesn't matter how fast you're going. They're on, on my bumper. I know. And you know, what's crazy is, you know, Newsom has now made it to where we're on lockdown again. So the freeways are clear and people I think are doing 200 miles an hour. Some of those fast cars are just passing oh, yeah. me by. It's almost scarier to drive now when supposedly we're in lockdown than yeah. when it's bumper to bumper. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm bossy anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. But I, I give him a bad time. I'm sorry. But, you know, humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways. You know, there's an attitude of, We've got to ask people to forgive us that we've, we've, you know, stepped on their toes. And we've got to stop and make a turnaround from our wicked ways. Um, you know, there's some people that um, don't kind of do things outwardly, but they kind of kick you in the shins behind your back or whatever. I don't know if that's me or someone else, but whoever you are, we all are sinners saved by the blood of the Lamb. And we need to turn from whatever we are doing, stop it, and then he'll hear from heaven and he'll forgive our sins and then he'll heal our land. It's a big it's a big 
thing that God, it's not too big for him to do this for us to heal our land. But for us, it's not just saying these words. It's what does this whole thing mean? What do we have to do? I, you know, let's just do it. Let's just do it right now so that this land could be healed. I'm not saying that we're going to start singing Kumbaya or something, but, you know, we want some peace to reign in this land. We want that division to stop. We want this pestilence to go away. There's so much going on here. And if there's any time we should be on our knees, it's now. And, you know, I always think about the fact that I, I tell my kids sometimes, don't forget, I mean, forget that young mom that I was when you were little, because I was kind of off, you know, doing things. But remember the mom that I am as I'm older. I mean, we grow in the Lord and do things that we shouldn't have done um, when we were younger. And I get that. But the the people that don't know the Lord, they're watching us through all of this havoc that's going on. Are we like running scared? Are we saying and doing stuff that doesn't make sense? Or are we listening to what God is telling us to do? You know, there's chaos out there. Um, everybody's crazy about COVID and these and this election. We need to just chill and see what God says and follow his ways. So um, we need to humble ourselves. It's us. It's not the loss. It's not those evil people over there that we have to worry about. It's what we have to do as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ. We have to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. Then he will hear us and heal our land. Okay, here we go. Verse 15. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is in this place. For now I have chosen and and sacrificed this house. I'm sorry. And now my eyes shall be open and my ears shall attend to the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. So, yeah. He's going to be there forever. And as for thee, if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked, And do according to all that I have commanded thee, and shall observe my statutes and my judgments, then I will will establish the throne of thy kingdom according as I have conveyed with David thy father, saying, 
there shall not there shall not fail thee a man to be a ruler in Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and shall go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will pluck them out by the roots of my land. Out of I will pluck them out. I will pluck them by the roots out of my land, which I have given them, and this house which I have sanctified for my name. I will cast out of my sight, and I will make it a proverb, a byword among all nations. Wow, that's heavy duty. That's really heavy duty. So, you know, if we don't follow his statutes, statutes and commandments, he's telling Solomon, then I will pluck them out by the roots of the land. Just pluck them out. Hmm. And then we'll be just a proverb or a byword among all nations. And this house, which is high, shall be an astonishment to everyone that passes by it, so that he will say, why has the Lord done this to this land and unto this house? And it shall be answered, because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out brought them forth out of the land of Egypt and laid hold onto other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore, he hath brought all this evil unto them. So as much as, and, you know, we're talking about Israel here. We're also talking about Solomon and the people of Israel. And we know that you could go throughout the whole you know, Bible, and you'll see that we're people fall, and you know, they in this case they serve other gods. And we've seen that as Moses came down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments in his hands on two tablets, he threw them at the golden calf because. Here he was, hearing from God himself, and the finger of God wrote on those tablets. And so they waited too long. They felt, where's Moses? We've got to make ourselves our own God. It didn't take them long until they brandished this calf of gold. And, you know, Sometimes when we don't have our way or we don't have what we are pleading God for, asking God for, um, we start building idols, making something else, uh, giving something else our attention. And I'm not saying that we're building a golden calf, but something else is absorbing our time. We're, you know, we're putting God so last on the list of things to do. I mean, I I do know that 
a lot of us or you know have things to do we're busy and so oftentimes it's difficult to get up in the morning and um spend time with the lord you know I, it was really funny i'll just tell this funny story this morning my girlfriend texted me and it was about 7 in the morning and i didn't see the text right away and then she texted me another text and then another text and it was about 20 after 7 when I finally saw her text and she, so I, she asked me to call her. So I called her right away and I said, hello. And my husband's laying right next to me still in bed. And she said, did I wake you guys up? And I said, no, we've been up for about since five We've been praying and singing to the Lord all morning. And that's my favorite way to wake up. You know, the Lord gives me a song in the morning and Mark will say to me, what song did he give you? Let's sing it. And so just in case he or I, you know, can't remember all the words, even though our voices might be kind of raspy, I went to Google and looked it up. And we just started singing the song that he gave me. This morning, and um, <clears throat> I don't know if I want to sing it now, though. Um, this is a hard song to sing. But um, I'm contemplating whether I should try it here. But we were singing, singing songs and kind of laughing and praying and it's my favorite way to wake up to the Lord, especially if I have somebody joining me. And it's so great that, you know, we could sing it right there. And Mark often will do that because he likes to know what the Lord gave me in the morning. Um, I, I might, I'm thinking about it. I, it's too hard to sing, Lord. But maybe I'll sing one verse. Um, okay, I haven't finished the chapter yet, but maybe I will sing one verse. Okay, guys, uh, you know my voice. I've told you guys through several of the shows. Um, I had an allergic reaction, so this is not really my voice. It's really hoarse. So I don't know if you guys know that song, He is Worthy. It's so hard to sing. I don't know if I can do it. I'll try one verse. And I, it's it's a song that um, that Chris Tomlin um, sings, and he sings the front part, and then everybody answers, we do after. So it goes, do you feel the world is broken? And then, Sean, you have to sing, we do. Okay. Do you feel, okay, I'll, I'll start. Do you feel the world is broken? We, we do. do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the dark, no, I'm sorry. I hear something going on in here. Okay. Um. 
But do you know that all the dark won't stop and the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all brand new, made new? We do. See, not only don't I have it right, but I don't have my partner here to help me sing. And then I'm going to sing one more verse. Is all creation groaning? It is. Is a new creation coming? It is. Is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst? It is. Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? It is. Okay, I got through that. Anyhow, um, yeah, my girlfriend said, Oh, I'm sorry to bother you guys. And we were just kind of at the end of our singing and praising the Lord and talking to the Lord. But, you know, most of the days, I'll admit, we're getting up and jumping out of bed and getting ready to go somewhere. And so I treasure the times that we have quiet times together with the Lord together and separate. But together is really nice. But this is what God is seeking from us, okay? This is what he wants from us. He doesn't want us seeking after another God. And so where are we spending our time? Are we spending our time with him? Are we giving him our first fruit, you know, our first time of the day? So here we get a whole day. Are we... Coming to him first. And I'll just remind us that we all, not all of us do this, not every day. I'd like to think that I have more of these days of getting up and spending time with the Lord and having him, you know, speak to me and I speak to him. But sometimes it's hard to put three days in a row together um, I it's just easier for me to do what I do, especially as I get older. Um, I try to do it first thing in the morning, and then I I can move on with the rest of my day. And if it includes Mark, that we can do that together, better yet. Um, I like to end the day with the Lord, too. Um, I often will sleep with um, with the Word being read to me until my battery goes dead. Um, Sometimes I, you know, fall asleep in the middle of my prayer. I'm so tired. But I try to go to bed. The last thing I do before I go to bed is, you know, speak to the Lord. I don't always do that. I try. Um, But God is seeking us to seek him. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to pray, especially for something as big as this nation. But we can do that. I um, I do, I don't know, I'm going to say, say, I'm going to see if I can find this. I, um, I wish I could actually sing with music, but then I'd have to pay money, right? Um. Anyhow, I'm sorry. I do want to tell you that um, we'll be here tomorrow. 
and hopefully I can work out some things with Amani and maybe we could do our show tomorrow. I know she has something going on, but maybe I could tape her show and bring it on uh, tomorrow um, at the right time. Um, we'll work out all the adjustments so that you guys won't have to see me fumbling through like this. But I do want to thank you um, for joining us. And before I do that, I really want to talk to those of you that haven't made a commitment to the Lord, those of you that are following after another God, or maybe you don't follow God at all, maybe you think this is all kind of fantasy. Maybe we're just kidding ourselves. That um, I know that a lot of people think that if we're following a God, we, we're we we're desperate, we need something, we're using God as a crutch. Well, no, God created us so that we could have a relationship with him. He's a relational, he's a relational God. He wants to spend time with us. That's why he created us. When he created Adam, it wasn't because he was lonely. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is a triune God. They communicated with each other. They're one God in three persons. They had a relationship with each other, but they wanted to share that. And so they created the heavens and the earth and Adam and all of us. They knew, he knew that Adam would fall into sin and that he'd need to send a savior wasn't surprised at that. But what he wants from us is to know him, to love him, to serve him. He wants a relationship with us. So if you're out there and this resonates with you and you're thinking, maybe I'll give God a try, today would be the day of salvation for you. Um. Jesus died on the cross, not just for me, not just for Sean or with for Guy. Died on the cross. He shed enough blood for the whole world from the beginning to end. And that includes you. If you would like to accept Jesus as your Savior, you know what? I'm connected to this. Sorry. If you would like to accept Jesus as your Savior today, for the very first time, follow me in this simple prayer. I say this a lot because it's not a magical prayer. There's no magic in these words. But you do have to mean it with your whole heart. The Lord sees your heart when you pray this prayer. And so just mean it. That's all you have to do. He died for you. On the third day, he rose again. On the 40th day, he ascended into heaven. This was a plan that he had from the beginning of time to be our Savior. So I'd implore you to follow me in a very, very simple prayer. And it goes like this. Forgive me, Lord, for I'm a sinner. Cleanse me of all my sins, of the past, present, and future. 
Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Help me to turn away from all the sins of the past and follow you for the rest of my life in the path that you have created for me. Lord, I want to live with you forever. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have prayed this prayer today for the very first time and would like to tell somebody, then give us a call here at Hope Radio. Or you can find me on On the Road with Jesus, um, just www on the road with Jesus. Road is spelled R H O D E. And um, write me, email me, and let me know that you've accepted the Lord. And if you need a Bible, we'll send one to you. If you need a church to worship at, we can kind of point you in the right direction. And now everybody's watching church online. There's plenty of good churches to choose from, and we can help you there. So I might end a little bit early. Um, Thank you for joining us on the road with Jesus. My name is Rhody Fisher. Join us again. God bless you. Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rhody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rhody Fisher at rawfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com, spelled R-A-H-F-I-S-H-E-R at ontheroadwithjesus.com. Or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rody Fisher. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.